I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> M's have returned. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Green M&M got her boots back, but apparently is now a lesbian, maybe? And now that we climb the mountain, we get a name it. I think we should name it Shopify, because to be honest, I couldn't have done it without Shopify. We just conquered Shopify. And there's also a plus-sized, obese, purple M&M. Cyber is truly a joint warfare area. Information warfare is it right now. When the students first arrive here, we tell them, this is gonna be hard. It might be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. I personally feel like if I'm not being challenged in life, then what's the point of doing what I'm doing? Now watch this drive. Google wants a hand on the ball, and their answer to ChatGPT is called Bard AI. Like, what the and fuck? What, what kind of name is that? I don't know. I don't like the what name. What are talking about? Yeah. Well, I know that's what we're talking about, but it's powered by Lambda, which I hate. I also hate the name Lambda. Like it's it stands for language model for dialogue applications. You but know, the they, way that you know they, they they were trying to make a word out of that. Like La they, they MDA. Had, they had some vague idea of what they wanted to call it. And they're like, hey, if we just change the N to an M or whatever, we can spell Lambda. Yeah. You know It's annoying because there's other boardroom. There's decision. other like Lambda has other Tech implications. Yeah, isn't there a Lambda function for a a a a AWS? Is there yeah. their serverless function offering is called Lambda. A, a Lambda in general, I think, is just is also mm -hmm. like an, an anonymous function, I think, is also sometimes referred to as... This one has Lambda. a lowercase a, though, Drew. I see that. I see that. And random capitalization... Isn't, like the MDA? isn't the MDA like all uppercase, if I remember correctly? Yeah. MDMA yeah. is good. Is isn't oh, that the L is also like... I've never, I've never done MDMA. Language but model if I did, I assume it would be nice. <laughs> so yeah, so so, uh, so Bing, uh, Microsoft, Microsoft's putting billions of dollars into OpenAI, mm -hmm. and they're the GPT people. Part of that is so that they can put GPT uh, models into Bing search, and it's got Google. Which has little, already been leaked. It's already been leaked. A little antsy. That, yeah, they've got GPT four. Yeah, but they've been, they've been talking about that for a while, though. They also have it in Teams. Yeah, have you seen yep. the transcription yeah. stuff? Um, I've seen a little bit of the transcription stuff, but the most, well, the coolest stuff that I've seen, which I mean, I guess cool is a too strong of a word, really, is the uh, organization stuff. So if you have, you know, like our organization, PetSmart uses Teams, if you have like frequent chats or um, a chat might be alluding to a meeting, it starts organizing those things into like to-dos and tasks and meetings and what have you and suggested, mm -hmm. you know, things, which Microsoft has been doing Outlook, you know, Exchange has been doing for a while, but this is, it's rather interesting, you know, it can analyze, you know, your, your work conversations and, you know, it I'm is in, in, you, in uh, general to the boss I, like, as well, but yeah. Oh, definitely. They've got the just basically anything that alludes to any type of organizing. I'm sure is uh, oh yeah, that's something that's that they'd be very interested in. There's all of these different kind of startups that have done things in this space for a while that are more interesting and cool than the big, the big boys. It's interesting to start seeing them, the large companies, bring that stuff into their own offerings. We've talked about this before, but OpenAI GPT. Transformer model. They didn't invent transformer models. Google actually invented transformer models or Google engineers. 
in uh, in 2017. OpenAI, the reason that they're being so successful is because they're willing to package this shit up and sell it as a product, possibly before it's ready. And maybe it should never be ready. But the larger companies now, their their hand is starting to be forced a little bit. I'm sure they'd probably want some more time for that to bake in the oven. But at, at this point, they're you know with Microsoft and then Google following close behind. I think that the the pressure's on for them to start doing shit. And so touch on this, you know, like Notion and all these different third party startups for chats. Mm -hmm. They've been doing this like cool AI based summarization and vector based searches for for sentiment and for nearest neighbor matching and like really cool search stuff. So you don't have to actually type in specific keywords. It can just kind of understand the, the semantic meaning. Companies do that a lot with products. So like Amazon does that with product search, but starting to see it in more applications is definitely interesting. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on really quick, Google, Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it, Microsoft, none of these guys are innovating. They didn't base their company, their organization on innovation, yet they've been credited throughout history with being the the innovators, you know, being the, the ones that are creating new things from, you know, whole cloth or whatever. Google wasn't the first search engine. Chrome isn't the first browser. You know, most of their products, Facebook certainly wasn't the first social network wasn't even close to being a social and even their version of the social network that they created wasn't even close to being original in any way shape or form they just had a different user acquisition strategy that's all well they also had the in the integration of like the apps and all that kind of stuff which was kind of unique great invention sometimes is just uh you know incremental steps on things sure. you know i i respect that don't get me wrong but it's just really weird to me and again well I'll cover this a little bit more later on. I just wanted to kind of touch on it and get no, you guys ideating over it. But the, they've been credited. That's that's the big thing. Like yeah. historians have, have, I mean, it's it's written down article after article, you know, well, yeah, book after won. book. I mean, it's that, that it's the cliche. Yeah, exactly. That, it, this is a perfect example of like, you know, you guys didn't really innovate on this. These are ideas that were well before your time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe these companies, they do something somewhat interesting in the beginning. But when you dig into the actual backstories, the mm -hmm. specific things that were really done, it usually comes down to there was uh, somebody had a bunch of money. Somebody had some cool tech. There was a person in the middle. That's usually the person that is renowned as being like the cool inventor, you know, the Steve Jobs, the, the Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. But they just found a way to take somebody's money and somebody's tech and put those things together and package it and, and, and get you to buy it. And then that was like the initial ignition of those things, of those companies, of those organizations. From there, they just attract more and more money. And then they are just these black holes for these different people with ideas, different tech. It's people under them that are doing it all because they can't work for free. And it's acquisition of existing yep. companies that don't have the funding. But then, yeah, you're right. Like it all gets rolled up into and that 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 all that's well known but you know the angle of it all being the narrative of it all being rolled up to this is much like the money is concentrated so is the the credit even to the point where they get credited microsoft and google's of the world get credited with basically the invention of the internet you know yeah. which obviously they didn't, they didn't invent the internet yeah, and, and, and most people do understand that to an extent but what they mean when when people say the invention of the internet they mean the ubiquity of the internet, the, the, yeah. the fact that it's caught on so it's so accessible to so many people. But even then, I think they're getting way too much credit. I, say if we didn't live with in this capitalist hellscape where everybody's just trying to make a buck out of 
off of the public good of or public spending or what have you that really did invent the internet. The internet would still be a hugely popular thing. You know, if we just had guys and gals in their basement with servers connecting and like old ham radio kind of style DIYers, we would have a ton of information. Most of the uh, scholarly work, most of that effort is from public universities and what have you. So we'd have just as much information. We'd have just as much content, but it wouldn't be centralized and controlled. Well, we'd have, we'd have we less. We actually, we'd, we'd have, actually have less misinformation. We'd have potentially. We, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even go that far, but you know, well, just, I mean, ima- I mean, I think we're kind of dream casting and imagining mm-hmm. what does the development of the internet look like if you took the profit incentive out of it? You know, yeah. if, if every single thing didn't have to be funneled into eventually or currently and, making. And I think we had that a little bit. We, we, yeah. we had a glimpse of that in 95, 96, when yeah. things were first starting up. We had a little glimpse. And don't get me wrong, porn was like out there almost immediately. So sure, it's not sure. like this is a wholesome, beautiful thing. That's like You talk a, a lot utopia. about how many, how many different <laughs> innovations in web development and the internet in general are all downstream from pornography. Yeah, from, from porn. But um, I don't know. I just find it very interesting. It, it was just something that I was, uh, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't fall asleep and uh, my, my brain was wandering. And I'm like going through all the credit that, you know, the Googles of the world and the Microsofts of the world have, have all the products rather that they've been behind. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that wasn't the first, that wasn't the first, that wasn't, that wasn't even the best. You know, and a lot of times <laughs> they're riffing off of each other. Google wasn't even in the first search engine. Forget browser. No, not even you know? close. No. Not even when I was a freshman in college, Google wasn't even on the landscape. I mean, it was, it was there, but no one was really using it. Everybody was bouncing between Yahoo and Excite yeah. and, you know, all, Quite a few Ask others. Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. And, and uh, Microsoft had one. What was it? Bong. I didn't think I they had remember. a search engine. Microsoft they Bong. Had a, I, I, I thought maybe they were backing one. Anyway, you would bounce between three or four, and then all of a sudden Google just crushed the competition. That's because Google basically made a dedicated search engine, where whereas in like, I feel like everything else, like even Yahoo, was it was a website that did search. You know, well, that's Google, the thing that Google they... focused only on search. They didn't focus on like yeah, the news the, and remember stocks. Remember the big, and... the big, uh, the the big draw was the fact that it was just a logo with a search yeah. um, field, you mm-hmm. know, an input field that was right it. in the center. Because, yeah, I remember back then, I excite a lot of those were just this cluster of ads and, and that connects recommendations. Back, and, that connects yeah. back to the profit incentive. You know, what, what would the Internet look like if it was able to develop without such aggressive, cynical pursuits mm-hmm. like that? The best Internet products, like the stuff that people like to use, they have very specific focuses. And mm-hmm. they're not interested in squeezing every last penny out of you. But eventually you stop finding ways to get quarter over quarter growth and you just end up making your shit way worse in pursuit of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I do feel and, like Google did innovate in some ways, though. Like, I mean, you know, and obviously yeah, but, it's not like it's not like huge things, but like they did a lot of quality of life things. You know, they, they yeah, like pushed yeah, a lot uh, of quality it, of life. And again, things. Like, I'm not saying that there like, was like, an iterative. Like the, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, but like yeah. just using the search bar or the address bar as a search bar mm-hmm. now, like that was them. I think they were probably the first to do tabs, or maybe that was Safari. I'm not. I don't. I think Firefox remember. had tabs a little before them. Maybe I'm mistaken though. I don't really remember, but I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. just do you guys remember like when? Is it incremental stuff though? Right, like that's yeah, yeah. No, well, I just yeah, the incremental quality of life things. Like, but do you do you remember when there was an address bar and a search bar? Like that was wild to me i mean i I can only remember seeing that in internet explorer 
Yeah. My main point is like giant transformative disruptive changes that we've experienced via the oh, internet. erection, <laughs> social networking, you know, like the, the, the social phenomenon. And prior to that, you know, just basically just being connected in general. And then now AI, I think, is, is this next sweeping change. None of these big tech companies were, they were part of it, but they weren't the catalyst for that. You know? No. And Google's always had an R&D department. They've always poured a lot of money into stuff that has no clear outcome. Very similar to like Bell Labs. There is some stuff that's downstream from those types of, of things, but that's not mm-hmm. new either. It's just that they happen to have a lot of money that they're able to throw at people that are smarter than them. I think it's kind of shitty, right? Like, I think it's it's shitty that, you know, you always think of it as Google and not, you know, the actual people who wrote the papers and did the research and the studies. And that's kind of shitty. To your point, I think that a lot of the actual innovation is basically there's a little startup that's working on something cool. And then a big company comes in and is like, either we'd like to fold you into to our organization and leverage your stuff. And I think in many ways, the core technology and the core possibilities of that end up getting kind of flattened like they get because then it's like they can only be like you're you're basically taking this purely scientific approach or or, or so, almost purely scientific or uh exploratory exploratory or, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. kind of effort and you're like okay no 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 we have to focus this on now Profit. this specific and that's always just based <laughs> on like what, what yeah. are interest rates at right now yeah. right like in terms of how explore like how uh how creative you can be that dynamic is fascinating because it's often People will say, like, it's harder to imagine a world without capitalism than the end of the world. Yeah. And it's like, but what if, you know, like all of this stuff, like all of this creative and scientific energy, it would still exist without, you know, needing to make sure that 80% of our best minds are dedicated to making the phone in your or the camera in your phone, you know, 2% higher fidelity. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know, like there, there would be probably a lot cooler stuff. And especially when acquisitions are made with the explicit purpose of just quashing potential competition. Oh, yeah. That happens yeah, all the time. Microsoft yeah. is super guilty of. They're all, all right. Guilty of it. Again, but going, I, I think, going, going back real oh, quick, go though, I just want to mm-hmm. touch on the, um, the tabbed browser because I just, I had to look it up. And uh, <laughs> apparently it can be traced back to 1998. Um, that surprised me. The Pasadena software developer Adam Stiles published Simul Browse. Yeah. It was this the is first the whole like, browser. But then Mozilla, in, you know, put it in there. The whole Actually, it says 1994. Show. It was initially offered in 1994. Uh, as part of the Interworks browser, Jeez. this but, is the whole uh, hero 20... worship of like you know where you get like Thomas Edison, you know, yeah. everybody. Oh, you invented electricity or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mozilla was out, the first. Turns one out everybody, you know, everybody was working on that same problem, and he just, he just happened to be the winner that made the most money out of it, so he he gets all the credit. Yeah, I definitely want to return to this when we talk about the second topic because I have other thoughts on that. But uh, how about those uh, Trump cards, guys? Yeah. Dude, mine is currently at eight hundred and forty-two dollars. Yeah, it That's went up good. to it went up to like eight. That might be the highest that I've seen it. It was like eight twenty, and then it dropped back down to like seven sixty. And yeah. so, yeah, eat my uh, eat my words because I'm like, there's no way it's gonna get. Yeah, when we said that, wasn't it at like two hundred bucks? Like yeah. under two hundred. And you're like, it's never going back up. It's never going back up. That I'm gonna high. have to. I'm gonna have to repossess this. I think. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like I would for one. I can't sell it because I can't figure out the Matic coin right. bullshit. But if I did, I'm like, I have to, I have to at least, I think give. you can sell it on, I think OpenSea you can sell it directly. You for can, free. but you have to do, you have to have Matic coin just to sell it for a, like a transaction fee. Okay. 
You have to have like 0. 0.02 or something. It's so dumb. Or something. Yeah, kind of like so when dumb. you wanted to transfer it to us, you had to yeah. remember you had to buy. Yeah, you need like you need this very small. They're like, oh, it's just a yeah. really small amount, but you have yeah. to buy like thirty dollars at a time. And no, yeah. and seeing witnessing you struggle to go through that process, I, I am not that. willing to do it yet. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm just gonna ride. I did that. I did that for free. Actually, I did that. It just a total loss. Just yeah. complete. And yeah. well, my point is, is if I sold it, I, I definitely, I think I need to return some. uh those funds to no to no not at all not at all i'm still even yeah. if, if i no, sold drew, mine, drew gets nothing from if mine. i sold if I, I, no, I still I have, have one get, I, no no I no no, no like it's 150 175 it was a gift and if i if i so I'm, I'm just playing around but if i sold mine i would still be profitable even though i bought three of them yeah here's That's the thing though the NFC game we'll is, sell it i'll sell it tomorrow i'll sell it tomorrow and then before you know it headline news it'll be ten thousand dollars Ten thousand dollars. Trump cards are yeah. ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm like, son of a. That's but bitch. that's how they get you. That's that's the whole. I know. NFT I know. Game it's right it's there. A, it's, it's a risk. It's a gamble. It's yeah. FOMO. It's straight. Are, are it either of, are either of those values going to change your standard of living at all? No. Well, then no. But it would be fine. really cool if I got ten grand. <laughs> yeah, ten grand. Ten grand would not change my standard of living. But ten thousand dollars is ten thousand dollars. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. I could. I could buy a lot of guitars at ten thousand dollars. Let me tell you. Yeah, but would I, you? I feel like no, you'd buy more. I feel like you'd buy more. I, like no, buy I would more probably pedals. just save it. I would probably just save it because I'm bored. Okay, let's that. price is right this. I'm. I don't know what a good guitar costs. I'm gonna guess six hundred dollars. I'm gonna say a like a okay a good one three grand three to five grand. Yeah, it's usually about three to five grand. Well, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> no. Six hundred dollars. You can get a decent guitar. You're yeah. not gonna get like a american-made fender or anything no you're gonna get a molded clone for six no i mean you'll still get like get some good squires which is like the the budget brand for for fender squires i totally thought squires are totally like 200 bucks you can get them for usually a three three four really? somewhere in there um I, i'm basing this off of when i bought my guitar and that was 15 years ago so yeah but i mean your your guitar like your the epiphone is the equivalent of squire but it's for gibson yeah yeah and it's yeah three yeah, What's your most expensive guitar? Twelve hundred. I don't okay. have like crazy yeah. expensive guitars. And and what what days would you say your house is most empty of people? <laughs> My most expensive guitar, though, I bought twenty three years, twenty four years ago. So now I, I I was actually just on Reverb, which is a big resale shop just for um, music gear. I think it's going for twenty three hundred, something like that. My exact guitar. It's pretty good. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's the twenty three, twenty four year old version because they don't yeah. still make it. You, you know, could buy like kind of a limited edition. You could buy yeah. three trump cards with that kind of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. guitar that I just bought was almost a thousand. The the Jazzmaster that I just bought. Jazzmaster. That's called the Jazzmaster. It's called the Jazzmaster. It's a ridiculous yeah. name. That's like a the, that's like a Bronze the, Era like Batman the, villain. Well, it's nineteen fifty nine. Is when it's like Leo Finn Jazzmaster. The d- names are just silly, like Telecaster. Like, what? That's that's my main guitar is a Telecaster. People, when they go to start businesses, they always spend a lot of time thinking about what are we going to call it? What's the logo look like? It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter. It it's never mattered. Well, Fender is just the guy, Leo Fender. That's yeah. the founder of the company. That's yeah. You you make people like your thing. You don't. It doesn't just happen because you've come up with such a good name that it, it, it's inescapable that this will be a fucking moonshot. Speaking of music, though, and that's guitars, what I was going to say. <laughs> the uh, album on display. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a, a tough a one. Guitars. Uh, from this angle, let's see. Actually, it's just one guitar, one guitar it's, player. It's very dark. And then the upper left hand, like middle to left hand corner, it's like a brown and light brown. It almost looks like a vagina. <laughs> Can't tell. Uh, they actually, so this album. Uh, or like a valley. Specifically, a, a song on this album was played on an episode of Walking Dead. I don't know what season, but they, uh, they just exploded in popularity after that. It doesn't even a... look like there's any words on the album. There is none. That's I don't know why I do this to you guys because you're not good anyways. But I've gotten like three or four of these albums. <laughs> we we're on episode twenty one. This doesn't a, matter. This is just an exercise in hubris. Like this is just yeah. This this one it kind of it's hard to tell if that's like clouds or or what. This is the vegetables oh, portion. Do of you our want me to tell you what it what it is? Well, bring it just bring it closer if it has no words on it then it should be okay fine. no I, instead of bringing it closer i'm going to describe what it is so it's essentially a dark square yeah with one little ghostly image in the top center that's ghostly and that ghostly image is two feet held by hands basically a person doing a cannonball into water oh oh okay yeah that, the cranberries that, that still tells me nothing and <laughs> the cranberries <laughs> it does have a it does no, have a who um, does, woman lead singer who does that who does that cannonball song that's the breeders okay yeah i have no idea hold on are you gonna enhance uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best yeah i'm gonna do my best too give me a second here let me um let me bring it as close as possible see if you guys can do that don't do that don't do that don't do that that's cheating no? yeah don't do that. you don't want you wait don't wait, wait yeah bring that up no, I don't, right. I don't got it. I feel like I know what it is. It doesn't is have now. any words on it, so there's no there's no amount of oh, reflections. I, I actually know that. Do you? Do, do, do. Yeah, nothing really else going on. I mean, it's just void. Water. Oh, I got it. I got void. it. You got it? Yeah. Civilian. Okay, so Civilian is the album or the artist? It's That would be the album. No, it's it's Y-Oak. Yep, Civilian. It. It's Y-Oak. Civilian, yeah. When yeah, you said so, Civilian, I was like, oh, that's Y-Oak. Okay. So yeah, Jen Wozner is the uh, uh, guitar and vocalist. It's just a two-piece, so it's kind of like a white stripe situation. They're really, really great though. It's, it, seeing them live is like they pull it off. You know, they pull off like a full band sound, just the two of them. Given you know they use tracks and stuff, they use uh, the drummer will play like a synth and 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 kick off tracks is when you have like backing tracks. You know, things that kind of fill up the sound. But yeah, it's it's a really great album. And uh, again. I think the song Civilian, I think, is the song that was uh, featured on Walking Dead. And they basically exploded. What kind of scene of that song. was that hmm? underneath? What kind of scene in The Walking Dead was that played underneath? I can't remember specific. I, I do remember catching the episode, but I think it was like a pretty a resolution kind of thing where okay. the things were kind of ending. Like yeah. The episode was kind like of ending, a, like I think, but I, I can't remember specifically. Yeah. Well, this is it was released in 2011. I think it was whatever season was around that time, so. Which is shocking that Walking yeah. Dead was like. Who knows? That show's still going on, and it's crazy. Wow. wow, it's absolutely nuts. Walking Dead proper is still going, or just the spinoffs? I think right. it's on the last season right now. Really? Yeah. yeah. I only I, I mean, only saw the first season. Yeah, it gets, you know, it gets repetitive after that. But I feel like it. I don't want to say it jumps the shark a little bit, but it kind of jumps the shark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, probably you probably like the, probably like the fourth episode, or not fourth episode, fourth season. Sorry, what were you gonna say about? Jumping the shark, Drew? Oh, no. I was going to say, I don't know how you do that and when your premise is itself kind of a shark jump. 
Yeah. Yeah, to an extent. To an extent, yeah. Yeah. Well, the only shark show I like is well well known at this point. <laughs> it's a it can Sharknado. It's sharks that are contained in a tank. Sharknado. <laughs> Jaws. I would like the next Sharknado to have Mr. Wonderful and Lori and Mark Cuban. Oh, are, these are the these are the I, people. I would, of course, okay. they're the sharks, <laughs> Randy. Confused. What would a Shark Tank Sharknado crossover look like? Give me your pitches now, please. It could be a lame approach where it's somebody like the movie Twister, where they're they have like a weather machine that they're trying to manufacture yeah. and sell or something, or some sort of weather devices, and they're pitching on Shark Tank. Okay, so but you're then, saying of course, the the studio gets hit by a tornado at that very moment, though. Okay, let's get some drama. Maybe so. Maybe they're like in the pitch room, and they've got this genetic modifying machine that they're pitching, and they confuse. They've only got done plants so far. They've never experimented with anything beyond this. They've got this machine in the studio, and as all pitches on Shark Tank begin, it's thirty seconds of silence so that they can get a shot of the whole the whole setup. That is true, by the way, and very weird to consider that that would be a thing. Like, if, could you imagine? Going in to I'm give your pitch, you, <laughs> yeah, go in, you, you go in. You go into the room. <laughs> you go into the room, and then you like you have your all your materials, your pitch materials. You've got the sharks in front of you, and then everybody just dead silence for thirty seconds, staring at each other, while the crew just gets like panning shots. Horrifying. That sounds awesome. Terrible. Terrible. Um, I think the crew should have a a way to judge each other in some sort of employee kudos kind of system. They give each other points. Oh yeah. If only there oh, was yeah. a way to do that. <laughs> Carl, do you know of a way that you, they might be able to do that? Uh, Someone should. Yeah, actually, there's this uh, bad tech software. I call it bad tech called Nectar that does that. It's probably great tech, but I don't care. Whenever people like create tech to do like social credit scores at work, I call it bad tech. I just want to really quick. Are you on the website or have you checked the website? Yeah, no. you probably checked the website, right? Oh, wait, Nectar? Nectar. Carl, this is your suggestion. What do you mean? You're... Yeah. Yes, I've been to the website. And you scroll down to about, I don't know, the top third of the website, and they have, yeah. how will investing in culture change your business? Like the big headline. Mm-hmm. And it's like, high turnover. And then just an arrow facing right, low employee turnover. Create a culture that employees won't want to leave. Oh, damn. Yeah. What what the, what is going on? <laughs> well, they're, no, cl- it, they're not clickable. No, they're it's not like, like yeah. do you have high graphics. turnover? This is how it'll, this will now but be it's low like, turnover. It's a, would you rather be higher a, or lower? <laughs> But I mean, it's like a value statement without actually any sort of proof statement or any sort of validation. Yeah, no, no, no. Just, You're just, just like jumping right into this weird, yeah. like low low morale. Well, right arrow. Let's let's point you to high employee morale, frequent recognition, yeah. Show meaningful me this. rewards, and connection to peers. Well, if you if you scroll down, um, you can see that ninety four percent of customers see an increase in employee engagement. What a nothing stat. Yeah, but the, I mean, even when you even rolled out, stat, yeah, you saw a an increase when you rolled out. Even your that stat, platform. though, why isn't that stat higher on the page? You like, why think, are we jumping? Would, yeah, because it's a lie. <laughs> remote workers siloed. Well, connected remote team. Like, you should just. The only thing that you're saying, the only thing that you're saying with these numbers is that we didn't make it worse <laughs> when 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 you when you implemented us yeah. marginally better. Also, what was the manner in which you conducted this survey? Like, what was your methodology? Did you just yeah, say, hey, see, did that's you see what, that's what bothers employ- me. Because because if you if you if somebody is paying for your shit and they've had to justify it to the people at their company, of course they're gonna tell you good things about it. Because if if it doesn't work, it's their fault for wasting money. 
Well, it's not even that. I no just shit. feel that I feel that because it has this um I keep calling it a social credit score, but that's what I'm gonna call it. Their kudos mm-hmm. system. Um, because of this kudos system, it's not really a fair test of something anyway. Like, you know, because as soon as you put people on to this system where they have to earn points, you know, at work, of course they're gonna be there's gonna be more engagement because they have to be more engaged, otherwise yeah. they're gonna get fucking fired. Where I heard for the other software is my my partner's company actually implemented it. They rolled out the kudos system and the kudos basically each manager gets a certain amount of like points, which is these nectar points thing to divvy out amongst their employees. And the best part about that is it's all public, right? It's public information within within, within the group, within the organization, within the organization. So, Mm -hmm. and it's so you can say, oh yeah, I gave so-and-so 30 points and I gave, you know, the other person 10 points. And it's like, what the fuck is that going to do for morale? You're going to lose the low scoring people eventually because they're going to be like, this is bullshit. Or it's going to make them like, try harder because they have to because they feel like they're going to get fired if they're low performance or low low engagement i don't know it just it's such bullshit but guys we have six pillars that enable great culture that's a lot of pillars connection recognition empathy alignment create i'm assuming it's elevation my my screen's cutting it off because it's bad responsive design create yes create yeah if you didn't catch on those those letters those words spell create yeah it's it's just a fucking joke. And let's just focus on this for one second. Create. So first connection, building community and camaraderie in the work environment. So I don't know, like giving kudos. I don't know how the fuck that's going to work, but whatever. Recognition, frequently acknowledging each, each team member's contribution. I could see how that would work. You know, yeah, you're giving points, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, I understand like giving people recognition for what they do, but, yeah. you know, companies do that already for Empathy. the most part. Truly caring for your people and their overall well-being no. okay no this software mm-hmm. is not doing that no, no. piece of software is going to do that yeah it's Nothing. not going to create empathy i'm sorry alignment unite around a shared purpose that makes work meaningful no it's not going to there's no piece of software that's going to do that nope. so the e and a are out yeah. trust give people autonomy and flexibility over their work no it can't do that either <laughs> and it's also not no giving them autonomy because now it's forcing them to participate in this shitty ass fucking program Otherwise, again, they might get fucking let go. Yeah. And then create opportunities. Elevation is create opportunities for the growth and development of each team member. Okay. Yeah. If you tie this to some sort of goals or reviews. Yeah. yeah I guess inevitably that that is what is going and, to happen. Yeah. And but that's, that's what a happens. choice by the employer. This is, yeah. this is such a, this, the whole, the copy on this page is such nonsense. Not just yeah. the stats, but the whole thing is so transparently bullshit. <laughs> cannot believe that an hr professional would stumble upon this and actually purchase this fucking product i'm, I'm yeah. asking them a question it's 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 insane to me <laughs> what are you asking them are very compelling you say hi the stats you put on your homepage are very compelling i would love to implement nectar in my office but my manager asking is asking for some more information can you share a bit more specifics around the metrics kpis that your customers saw improvement around oh my god why are you doing this let's see it's gonna be a it's gonna be chat gpt that responds to you <laughs> it's gonna be an auto response oh man this they have birthdays and work and birthdays and work anniversaries on autopilot nectar will be back tomorrow <laughs> that's a good burner email uh biden at whitehouse.gov so this is just silliness let's go to zuck fuckerberg Let's talk about AR, which did you guys end up buying that domain? Which one? I, it's, we own it. We certainly own it because 
Somebody it's not there you guys can never find it though. You could never find who. I know. Who I don't know where we own it through. <laughs> I I did not buy it, so it was probably Drew. It was probably drunk Drew, which I is have fifteen 90, email 99. addresses somehow, and so I can't even find the receipt if it exists. All right, I want to just jump right in. Mark Zuckerberg, as part of this whole uh, internal tech emails, which is a Twitter account, which is at tech emails, highly recommended. They basically just glean through FOIA, like Freedom of Information, or you know, court records or what have you, because all these companies are getting sued left and right. They glean all these records and then just publish them on Twitter. And it's really fascinating. It's like weird conversations between executives at, you know, Google and Meta and what have you. But this one is from June 26, 2015, Mark Zuckerberg. And he's writing, I'm assuming to a bunch of the leadership at Meta, maybe even the board, like basically a finance kind of email. Like this is the direction that we're going to take strategic finance, whatever. Second paragraph in is the one that's kind of got me thinking, mm-hmm. which I touched on earlier, which is our vision is that the VR, AR, the virtual reality, augmented reality, will be the next major computing platform after mobile in about 10 years. So this is 2015, so 2025. So we're a couple years, guys. Well, this is this is we're, Any day now. upon us. <laughs> uh, it can be even more ubiquitous than mobile, especially once we reach AR, since you can always have it on. So yeah, everyone wants something everyone wants and would love to have. It's more natural than mobile since it uses our human or normal human visual and gestural systems. It can even be more economical because once you have a good VR AR system, you no longer need to buy phones or TVs or many other physical objects. They can just become apps. And this was the promise of the fucking phone. So this is the point that I was trying to make. Why would any of the, the, the receivers of this email from Mark Zuckerberg? who notoriously lifted the entire idea of Facebook, completely lifted it. He, he is, didn't invent any part of that. Why wouldn't they now trust this man to guide this company in this innovative direction? Instead, if I were in their shoes, I'd be like, dude, who are we going to buy next? Like, just tell me that. Who's the hot kid on the block that we're just going to purchase? Like, because we only can innovate Oculus? through acquisition. I don't know if this is pre or post, but... I mean, it's 2015, so I think that's pre-Oculus. Yeah, pre-Oculus. Pre- this billion, is just him justifying whatever, the crazy... whatever they paid for Oculus. No, this was, uh, Oculus was acquired in 2014. Oculus okay, was so not the first billion. VR system, though, so... No, I know, but I'm saying but, I just am trying to connect it to stuff that was going on at the time. Gotcha. But that's, that's even more to my point. I mean, obviously, he's the CEO of the company, so it's his call, ultimately. But he's making these decisions based on this demonstratively falsifiable narrative that he is an innovator he is not the innovator he's he's sure surely you can pick some winners don't get me wrong but those winners that you're picking are already it's already an established industry so this whole thing like our vision is that blah 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 what are you talking about you have no vision you just wait until someone rises up above the fray of like whatever and has some success in whatever vertical whatever category and you purchase them that's what you did to start this whole company. So why am I going to take this seriously whatsoever? What have this, you proven to me, Mr. This whole This whole thing kind of reads like one of my 4 a.m. messages to you guys. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, yes, but it the does. Difference- I was actually thinking that when I was reading it. I was like, this sounds like, sounds like Drew. This, um, but the, the difference is, is that I shouldn't know better because I don't have $100 billion. But it actually takes, to your point about who we're going to buy next, Randy, the actual point of this email, I think, is in, maybe he does buy this up. I mean, he clearly does. 
I mean, just with the meta rebrand and everything and how much money they've lit on fire in pursuit of that, which I'm, but I'm always kind of suspicious. That it's like, this is just an attempt to hard pivot because they see the writing on the wall for uh, advertising and uh, getting yeah. murdered by Apple. It takes like 15 paragraphs to get to the meat of this, which is I want to buy unity. The- yeah, and, that and- that was crazy to me. Like, I, I didn't even I mean, is unity even even up no, for sale? Still, there's, it there's still around. It they, I think it they just matter. recently got yeah. bought by somebody else, actually. Did they? Yeah, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Probably for less than they would have made if they actually some sold e- back. It's some other evil company. Yeah. Yeah, they're all it, evil. G- Unity, it kind of lost its coolness factor by the time, you know, it did get purchased, which is yeah. almost 10 years after. Did it really? Because yeah. I feel like the indie game scene primarily uses Unity. It's still That's, very popular, don't get me wrong, but it didn't have the sexiness that it had in 2015. It's, um, it's moving. People are moving away from it. The Godot mm-hmm. is the cool kid on the block. Yeah, recently. which has been true for quite a few years now. Uh, yeah, basically, I think I think it's kind of outlived its coolness factor. You know, well, they like they hit was, the it, wall where they can't mm-hmm. do quarter over quarter growth anymore, so they just have to start being mm-hmm. evil. They should have sold probably like five or six years ago, probably. But here's the, here's another curious thing about this. So, right after this paragraph, which is the value statement, or or not not even the value statement, I shouldn't put it like that, because he actually goes into more value. This statement is the change humanity, the importance of AR VR. That's it. One paragraph. One yeah. paragraph. I have a hard time believing that if you were talking about the, uh, if you're on the cusp of the social network revolution, that you would dedicate one paragraph to how much social networking is going to transform the internet or humanity or what, however you wanted to frame that. There is no argument here. Zuckerberg does not present this in any way, shape or form of like why this would be important to people. He's just like, no. well, you don't need to buy phones or TVs. It's like, well, what is, why though? What, what are we going to do? Like, what but, is yeah, this How is this better? How, how is yeah. this better than the current solution? Like, why social do people network, people, I, 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 I think it's a little blind it. too, because people, people will still buy TVs and stuff because, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? But, it's not like the, the TV is not just a personal thing. I mean, it, it can be. But is he it's, envisioning it's like, a world where, like, you come over to watch the game and you got to bring your headset and we'll, like, yeah. plug them into each other? Well, I mean, look what they did with meetings and stuff. So, yeah, that's what they're fucking thinking. He doesn't take any position when it comes to the actual hardware behind things. So he doesn't even really talk about Oculus or anything. Which is so insane. So I think he's kind of leaving that up for grabs. He's more focused on the ecosystem. So he, he wants mm-hmm. to do the Apple Play and AR VR before someone else can do it first. But, but again, gestures towards that, that you can't do it without the hardware. Yeah, because but rewind the, a second. Why would people want to right, do this? Like right. he the doesn't only, say like, "Hey, AR would uh, enable someone to watch the World Cup on a coffee table in the no, round." Randy, you get to use like, it with your eyes. You get to look at it with your eyes. Like, he said it. You get to like, use your human like, gestures to control. And I'm it. not saying that you you should be that prescriptive, but if you if you if you were talking again, I think if Zuckerberg was talking about Facebook and its early inception, he would say. Well, this gives an opportunity for every single person to have a website on the internet. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. That's that's exciting. Like every single person will have some representation. They'll be able to upload some personal stuff, some of their photos, some talk to family, what have you, on the internet. That is hugely transformative. That that was unheard of because only geeks had websites. Only people, only coders, only people that could actually delve into that stuff. This there's nothing about that. There's he's not. About, like, he's not actually articulating a vision. Like he's not actually. Like mm-hmm. you said, he's not making a compelling case at all for the why of it. He's basically just asserting 
that on the next one, the next big thing, it was phones. We missed it on the phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, now AR and VR that exists, and there's technology that lets us do it for. It's like it's getting cheaper to build these things, which necessarily means that everyone's gonna want it and use it all the time, and it's gonna replace your phone and your TV. And have you seen them? The price of them, like the the you know the battery life, the the size of them, which is why like if you are articulating a vision where you're like no 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 like these are gonna be really small like they're just, they're gonna be on your glasses like they're just gonna be a HUD for your regular glasses that mm-hmm. you wear all the time you know like you can start to kind of see where it's like okay but in the current iteration of these things they're clunky they're gross to get to the to get to a, a vision like that though you actually do have to invest in the hardware I would say that it's like mm-hmm. the biggest thing that blocks adoption of this stuff. Is one, like you said, like, is what is this doing that's actually better than any of the current systems? But two, mm-hmm. people have to want to have it on all the time. And yeah, that's we're not there. We're nowhere near that. No. Can you can you imagine like we all the people that. may never go there because there may not be the, any. <clears throat> all the people that don't wear glasses every day are going to be yeah. like, you think they're going to want to start wearing glasses just for the AR aspect of it? I don't. It's I mean, on my it's, phone. No. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're not yeah. going to do that. I think that's that's the argument. And, and he's I, I don't know. It just he's either putting the cart before the horse or he just doesn't really have the vision. He has no idea like why someone would want to use this type of technology. So he's just throwing darts at a wall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think there are there are niche, you know, markets where this type of technology will be very, very cool. I just don't think it's widespread adoption type stuff. You know, like, I mean, I think we've talked about it before, like techs in automotive having Mm -hmm. AR, you know, to show them to walk them through processes or something like that's really cool. But the average consumer, you know, you know what's going to happen, right? You're going to walk down the street and all your AR is going to do is basically just show you a bunch of fucking ads Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to happen. And and instead of oh instead of having to scan a QR code for the menu now it might just show up on your on your glasses you know but really it'll just be a bunch of ads <laughs> you know everywhere you go there'll just be AR ads everywhere that's what'll happen like that's that's it yeah you know like so, they're, they're, and they're, he actually they're, says that he says that on like the the last page yeah I, I read the, the whole thing vision. but I didn't I didn't really yeah. see him talking about like that necessarily but no i mean given he to his credit you can't be too prescriptive about these types of things like these visionary statements or anything but i still think some especially when he says like in the first paragraph or the first page rather the humanity argument he actually uses the word humanity somewhere yeah beyond the sheer value we can deliver to humanity by accelerating and shaping the development of this technology we have three primary business goals strategic you, brand and financial that right there is what really yeah. rubbed me the wrong way i'm like yeah. what are you talking about you're talking about heady turn like the betterment of humanity without even saying anything about how this how? could potentially how? benefit anyone that's the thing ar vr shit is so situational uh medical technology sure people yep. you know letting soldiers kill people more effectively uh, specifically children sure the you know gaming Gaming is where it's at, and I think there's an admission of that with like most of the investment that is talked about in here being Unity, the games platform. And maybe he has an idea for you know using it for different things or whatever. But people, the, the use cases for this are so situational, and he wants it to be this massive, transformative, society-shifting thing on the level of like the smartphone or of the internet. He's not doing a very good job, and to me, and I don't know, maybe I'm off on this, but this reads to me like somebody who's desperate for a pivot because he's he feels 
the company approaching a ceiling very quickly mm-hmm. and needing to create new markets basically to then fill like that's which again back to my point why is he ever assuming that that is his position right in this world because his position in this world is by the sheer consequence of having so much goddamn money you just buy whoever is gonna come up with the next cool thing yeah Sorry. why don't they buy open ai you know or, or invest billions of dollars in open AI? Right. like because they were they're all, they all their money was all their money was tied up in worse teams <laughs> what was the acquisition cost for oculus it was some ridiculously yeah so they bought that I mean, maybe that's that, that that was that was it. That was their. Well, yeah, no, maybe a year later they're looking at this or he's looking at this a year later and he's like, well, that really hasn't done anything very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need to yeah. we really need to, you know, make sure that we have a re- reverse justification for that. Just goes back to the whole like none of these people are actually that intelligent. No, none of these people are no. the innovators and the, the strong like Henry Ford's or Thomas Edison's, which they probably weren't even as, you know, no, it's all. Yeah, this install from Tesla. So yeah, it's just and... it's just a joke. All this like innovation, innovator. We've given narrative. all of this power and money to people, and it just and that's why I love like these like leaked emails or the ones that are disclosed in court cases because it mm-hmm. really does just. And I'm obsessed with them. Like I send them to you guys all the time. Yeah, uh, great. even like even little ones like somebody like the uh, there was one the other day where Steve Jobs like 2009 who's like. Uh, Steve is looking for the financial reports on the app store. And the guy's like, no, 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 it's okay. Like we're in the, we're, we're profitable. It's fine. It's fine. Just I'll, I'll send it over. It really is just goofballs all the way down. Mm-hmm. And then some yeah, of not, some people, some goofballs just get real lucky or they're just willing to be huge pieces of shit and step on people. Special to get. snowflakes that, you know, we, we all aspire to be and all this bullshit. They're not that much they're just, smarter. They're just that people. Much, yeah. Yeah. No, just we just, guys. we just want their money. That's all. There's a lot of luck. A lot of luck that, you know, built into Facebook, for instance, right place, right time, a lot of luck. And and a part of it is, I think, you know, like there is some agency in it, but that agency is just that like our society rewards being a huge piece of shit. And Mm -hmm. so if you are willing to be basically, uh, which is why it's really funny when they talk about this, this big game about helping humanity. And it's like everyone, you know, fucking hates you. Yeah. What he like. Humanity, you you don't like humanity, and this is just like an overcorrection for of that. You know, a great way to help humanity though is curing blindness. Actually, this does tie into this really well. Um, <laughs> it does. So it does. it's a weird one. The the Mr. Beast thing. Have you guys do you know a lot about Mr. Beast? No, I, I know quite a bit. Yeah. Well, you've got children that are of Mr. It's Beast's not actually for age. children. Strangely enough, I learned about Mr. Beast through uh, Casey Neistat, a YouTuber. Oh. Yeah, the vlogger. Yeah, the vlogger, he brought him on his show right when he was starting to get some traction. I think right when he got his first million followers or what have you, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because that's like a ton of followers. But in the YouTube land, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're doing all right. Yeah. Um, and I think you that know, was. Yeah, he just got promoted some to, of to his, junior dev. It's crazy. Yeah. Some of his first, <laughs> some of his first uh, weird, I don't even can't call them pranks or whatever the. It was the one where he was like giving away a house or something based it's... on, yeah, whatever. Anyway, yeah. So I've I've known about him for quite. I've, a bit. I've heard so the name Mister Beast, but I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. He's in about the him. intro music right now. <laughs> Shopify mm-hmm. Mountain is Mister. I'm I'm not so much <laughs> interested in Mister Beast the guy as I am around the, the about the discourse around Mister Beast. He seems so naive and so I don't know out of his 
out of his element, I guess. I don't even know. Like he's so he's got no idea what he's he's got, you know, technically multi-billion dollar net worth just based on the, you know, his command of the attention economy. Um, Mm -hmm. And it it all comes from, you know, starting on YouTube and, you know, eventually making content where you just give money away to people and that brings more people in. You get more money as you give away more money. And like, so that's kind of the business model is basically just like philanthropy as a business, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of interesting. And then he's got all those subsidiary Mr. Beastburger and all those subsidiary things that kind of wander off of the the attention that his main channel gets. Is he kind of the originator of the whole like charity video thing? I don't know. Well, he's certainly it, the, you know, I, I the see leader. a lot of it these days. You know what I'm saying? Like where people just go up to random people and give them money. There was a, a flashpoint of this, though. He, he made a video where he paid some money to have a thousand people cured of blindness. There's a type of blindness or cause of blindness that can be cured through a relatively simple medical procedure that many people uh do not have access to because our healthcare system is a fucking joke the video was him basically funding that there was a lot of attention that that video got and there's like a few different camps in terms of how people are talking about it one is you know pro mr beast thank you thank you sir you will save us one is this guy he's clearly got some skeletons in the closet like he's uh, you know, any day now, there's going to be some huge scandal that that drops. Um, I'm not I'm not interested in either of those camps. People pointed out, hey, the specifics of it aside, it's kind of fucked up that there is such an easily curable blindness that people mm-hmm. are locked out of because of money. I really like the way the guy put it. It's paywalled. And I was yeah, like, Jesus fucking sight. Christ. Like, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, that's what you just said, right? You know, it's a cost because of money, but just the, the language of saying something is paywalled, you know, people are so familiar with things being paywalled. When I first saw this article, I didn't know much about Mr. Beast at all. But yeah, what kind of grabbed me was the same idea was why? Why is this such an issue? Because <laughs> it's cataract surgery, basically, right? I yeah. mean, it's yeah. and which is, is so common. I mean, mm-hmm. cataracts are common. The way that he's kind of responded to some of the observations that have been made around the situation does make me not like him very much. Yeah. Um, a, he he a, definitely he gives me some. I'm a little suspicious. Any any interview I've seen with him on it, he, he I don't necessarily trust the guy. Nope. <laughs> I don't uh, know why. I mean, to the use tweet. Yeah, the Zoomer term, the the bad vibes, just bad vibes. Mr. Beast tweet January thirtieth. Twitter. Rich people should help others with their money. Me. Okay. I'll use my money to help people, and I promise to give away all my money before I die. Every single penny. Twitter. Mr. Beast bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, man. Maybe everything in the world isn't, like, about you. Again, with that effective altruism thing, the fact that you have a lot of money, it doesn't make you a good person because you help other people with it. You shouldn't have that money. There's, like, willful ignorance around it. It's like, either you're an idiot or you are, and I assume it's this, you're intentionally misunderstanding what people are saying the points that people Mm -hmm. are making like it's like when people are like oh okay left this so if you can't have a billion dollars what happens when you make your 999 million 999,999 dollar like you what happens then it's like no the point is that we should like when you say billionaires are bad and that nobody should be a billionaire you're making a a systemic critique you're not saying each individual person you're saying that the structures in place should not allow for such disparities in wealth when there is not such a disparity in human ability and certainly not in what 
dignity humans are owed and what level of comfort that they are just by virtue of them being a human being. And so for, for just taking it and making it about you, right? Like it, which is exactly the critique. If somebody is making a critique of Mr. B specifically, it is that, okay, if you want to give away that money, that's great. But you are then taking, you're, you're using, you're leveraging that like as part of your business, as part of your brand, essentially mm-hmm. to then like, and then he's saying, well, no, no, I'm doing that so I can give away more money. It's like, I, I don't, I, I, I can't imagine there's a more efficient way for billions of dollars to be distributed than through this guy's fucking whims. And so we're just all at the behest of this fucking guy because we've developed a system that allows for this. And sure, he may have found a way to, you know, squeeze as much money out of the system as possible, but that's not virtue. Like, that's not something to be admired. You've discovered an exploit that should be patched. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> like, also still, it's also still kind of like done as like a lottery, too, you know? Yeah, even like, even like, for, for like how these, he's distributing it. Yeah, these thousand these thousand surgeries. Like, how did you choose these people? You know, like just randomly. It, it's um, I don't know, I don't know. It, like, it, there's it's it's it it's fucked up. It, it's fucked up because he's allowed he's allowed to say like, no, no, no. Well, you can't be mad at me because I'm helping people. It's like, I mean, yeah, is okay. it is it objectively good that like these people can see now? Yeah, of course, of course it is. But yeah. the fact that people are like having discourse around it and they're just not immediately like bowing down to you. And it's causing you to kind of like have a crisis of confidence on Twitter a little bit is, uh, I don't know, bad vibes. Yeah. I mean, it's like whatever bill, that's what every billionaire does. Right. But if you're, if you're watching this, they donate like $250,000 to some charity or something like that. And they're just like, see, I'm good. It's like, no. Yeah. Oh, how else? Um, how else is he using his money? Oh, hydraulic press versus Lamborghini. How many blind people could he be cured with, with the Lamborghini (laughs) money? Mr. Beast. Actually, ironically, he, uh, one of his first viral videos was him just counting to a hundred thousand. So cool. harkens back to our uh, counting. It's like I don't know if you want to be if you want to be this very publicly <laughs> visible. If you want to be this like thought leader. If you want to be this extremely renowned philanthropist, you can't get mad when people critique you. Yeah, like you open your fucking books if you want to be so. Like oh well, actually technically, uh, we don't make any money because the average Mr. Beast video lost one point five million dollars last year. What a crock of shit, man. Give me your QuickBooks. Yeah, let's see how that plays out. Yeah. uh, I mean, he's got a staff. He's making money. He's it's it's no, no, that's the thing. Of course he is. And he's all it's it's he's got that's so okay. Even if that's true, which I'm sure you can crunch the numbers however you fucking want. uh, But even if it's true that he's losing money, quote unquote, on his main channel, the money that he's making from his subsidiary products, from his other channels, things like that. Like it's it's one thing. It's you are the guy. So you can't just like look at each vertical and, and cherry pick. Oh, well, actually, if you only count my receipts at Burger King, I've actually lost five hundred dollars this year. If that's the only thing yeah. you look at. Yeah, I mean the fact that, like you mentioned earlier, he's got Mr. Beast Burger. He's got this company called Feastables. He uh, invested in this tech startup called Backbone. He's actually got criticized earlier, twenty twenty one, because he uh, heavily promoted a cryptocurrency that ended up losing a ton of ton of money. I mean, he's got money. He's obviously got a lot of money. And, and his whole like, like philanthropy, basing a business on philanthropy is what I think is throwing a lot of people off as far as criticism. When it's people like, people oh, call it like people guy, call it like um like uh poverty tourism and you know, they've made yeah. you know points of that. And it's like I don't even I don't even know if it's quite that. It's just in I think I'm sure there's certain videos that, that are more like that. But it's like, why are you going after this guy? And it's like I'm kinda like he's he's showing up in my feed on, on purpose. Thing, like that's his whole thing. thing. Like he's the, like being the comparison taking I up a shit ton of space. Yeah. Is a show like like who wants to be a millionaire kind of thing. 
Like, who wants to be a millionaire? Made more money than a million dollars every yeah. episode. You know, like, like yeah. there was a reason that it could stay on air and it was doing the thing that it was doing. You know, it's it's the game show, even though it's got this huge prize at the end that not very few ended up winning or whatever yeah it, it yeah you can't like that's like that's like formulates um, itself as, as, as a that's like as fucking a pat sajak be like i'm a philanthropist yeah yeah no you're but a game show mr. host fucker that's what mr beast is he's a game show he's a he's a contemporary game show host so the games yeah. aren't as easily followed and sometimes it's not just like question based or jeopardy or what have you but it's they're games they're pranks and games that yeah he ends up giving hundreds if not millions of dollars away but in with the vitalness of them, what does that even, what does that even making, fucking mean? That's but, still and, a fraction of what he's that. making he's, off of it. And, yeah. and he's, he's, and that's the thing. Like he can do this. Like he, can, it's people when they think about money, they think about their own budget. Like they think about at a certain level, it's just numbers on a screen. Mm-hmm. The, his he gives away however much money doesn't fucking matter. He as long as he's got a few million bucks, which he's got significantly more than that, I'm sure. Oh yeah. He's, oh yeah. And he's got not only not only the cash money in the bank. But the uh, investments and the the influence that allows him to get a bunch of shit for free, uh, he's got existing connections. Uh, he's he's got uh, influence, power. He has a net these, worth of hundred million dollars. Yeah, him. He was on that. Him. He was on, and his channels oh, are valued at over a billion. His so, salary is three to five million a month. Mm-hmm. When people think about like philanthropy, people think about giving things away, giving giving money to people. It's usually somebody's giving up something. But he's not only is he. It's very similar to like the Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, where you create these like philanthropic organizations and funds that are ways to get out of taxes, ways to launder influence, ways to, you know, build your own personal brand, avoid inheritance tax or whatever. And it's like very similar to that. He's just min-maxing around, like you said, Randy, philanthropy as business. Mm-hmm. And it's like not even about this fucking guy personally. It's just like you want to be the big philanthropy boy. Like that's your whole thing, so don't get don't get mad when people like if you're claiming to be a charity when people want to audit you like a charity or critique you like a yeah. charity. He was on a, that Friedman podcast. He was actually critical of Friedman because Friedman was taking him down this whole like analytics uh, line where he kept on asking him like about YouTube's algorithm and about the metrics and analytics and how he how he figured this out because that's that's Mr. Beast's big thing is that he's he somehow gamed the system in order to gain popularity. And if you look into the guy's history, Mr. Beast's history, it's like his original staff was like basically just analyzing the top YouTubers and seeing what mm. videos were do, were successful and, and trying to extract the je ne sais quoi of, of those videos and cr- recreate them in some meaningful way. And so this whole philanthropy thing is just something he stumbled in the first place. It's, it's not just like a consequence just of the algorithmic approach. Yeah, he, to... he figured out, okay, there's this, you know, and some people criticize this as being like a toxic positivity, the, the, the traits of YouTube as far as like, definitely, you know, definitely, there's a certain positivity that seems to be successful. And then, yeah. you know, so he's, he's just analyzing all these videos and duplicating them. And then he, he stumbled on this successful trick and he just exploited it to the nth degree, which I'm not saying like you need to always have these like wholesome, everybody needs to be mother Teresa or something, but to no, them, but he's, yeah, tr- so- he's trying to be. Like he's to claiming be so that he sensitive is. about like, to your point, to be so sensitive now to being criticized for something. Would you vote for me do if I ran have for anything, president poll? Do you have anything to say, Mr. Beast? Do you have anything to say at all? Why should we watch you? Like, do you have any, 
Like, is there anything that you have except for the algorithm and exploitation and what have you? Like, is there anything that any reason to have a conversation with you, man? Because it doesn't seem that way. Well, Randy, what you're failing to recognize is that a lot of people know who he is. The shallowness of a lot of the Can I be the new Twitter CEO? Is a tweet from him. A lot of the YouTubers suffer from this exact thing. So I'm I'm a bit obsessed with Minecraft and I watch a lot of Minecraft videos and there there is more substance to watching some of those hermit craft like mumbo jumbo mm-hmm. and Grian and like you know, like Corrales and all these like Minecraft video game players. There's more substance. I, I, I think there's more like wholesome real life substance to listening to these guys talk while while playing than I've ever seen from any Mr. Beast video. It's just so artificial so plastic no well here, here's here we go here's some thought leadership if someone offered you ten thousand dollars but if you take it a random person on earth dies would you take the ten thousand dollars dude that question's been posed a million times yeah with a million um, different can, I, can amounts. I tell you can i tell you something really dark 45 percent of people yes of his 1.8 million people that that's that's my main issue it's, there's just no substance there's nothing it's there. just all no, nothing meaningful Nothing meaningful. It's exactly. just money. Not, it's just you're just moving money around. It's just you're just moving money, money around. Exactly. It's just mm-hmm. moving money around. You're just and, moving and, money and around, and you're putting even, a nice little bow hey, on man, it. Hey man, come over here. Throw me some ten grand. That's fine. Yeah, I was gonna say That's if you're cool. watching right now, I actually take it all back, and I love you. Yeah, just and give, I, give me I some money. Your friend. No, I, I, I can't. I don't so, care. I don't care I don't about know. the guy. It's so it's, shallow. It's, it's just. It's like the. It's the. It's the. The ethos around it. Like it's the. This like these contradictory, vapid statements that have this uh sheen of of yeah. uh, kindness or empathy yes and it's just yeah. like no like in in, in the, the broader part it's like yes it, it is good that you it reminds you me of that some money you, away. have sure. you seen have you seen running man the arnold schwarzenegger the, the you know the running man movie you know that the, the game show host in running man he's like this i forget who it's played by but that's who mr beats reminds me of so <laughs> well, i'll run a qu- quick clip of that while uh <laughs> in the edit but it's just this weird, twisted, like dystopian, yeah, shallow man? thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. But we're running it's out my, of time. He's my, he's my fucking... He's, I, I'm fucking older than this guy. Yeah, you are. What the fuck? Um, we're on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at We Do Crime. We're almost... We're, 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 all, we're, on his, we're right on his tail. Subscribe now. You might be <laughs> our right 129th tail, yeah. million subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I looked at uh, our YouTube channel, we had uh, three... Well, let's not let's not talk about the whoa metrics, whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no I'm talking I'm talking about that number. Can we hide that number? No, I think I think those followers are us. Yeah, possibly. Um, That's we have four followers, I think, right now. Strong, strong, really strong. We're four going after followers. quality, not quantity. All right. Yeah, are we? <laughs> it's it's YouTube. It's YouTube. Quality we need, of the, we, of we the, the subscribers. If we're gonna if if we're gonna move money like all four of our subscribers, three of them are right in front of us. I love this header. They're quality individuals. Yeah, if we're, if we're if we're going to move money like Mr. Beast, we need more numbers. Yeah, we'll cure um, we'll and, cure two thousand blind people. And Mr. Beast, please leave us a voicemail. Uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts on our criticism. Um, weedacrom dot com slash voicemail. Mr. Beast is never going to hear this. <laughs> I'm sure it's he's fine. It's I'm, we're gonna get we're gonna get like Mrs. Almost Beast, you know, like some some parody account. It's Mrs. I, don't know, I just stumbled on a stat that he's like seventy percent approval on. Like as far as all YouTubers, like everyone loves them, so we're probably gonna just get torn to shreds. It's right? I, again, I'm well. That's why you'll Whatever. notice I'm hedging. I keep saying things like, "I'm sure he's a fine person." Personally, 
but no, it's Kansas just the, is a fine place to grow up. He's a, he's not a guy at this point. He's a he's an idea, and it, it, when when people become That's ideas, that, yeah. When people have this many monies, it's like you have to be able to take yourself out of it a little bit and like mm -hmm. actually think about the stuff that's going on. Yeah. All right. Episode All right. 21, man. Thanks. Good night, guys. Now watch this drive. So we have to protect our genius. We're not selling anybody's data. Now watch this drive. I have a son. He's 10 years old. He has computers. He is so good with these computers. We're not selling anybody's data. Now watch, now watch this drive.